Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, this is Woodstock Proud, spotlighting the individuals, businesses, and organizations that make Woodstock one of the premier destinations in Metro Atlanta to live, work, and play. Now, here's your host. Hello and welcome to Woodstock Proud, a new feature here on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Jim Bulger, and it is truly my privilege to join you on this program. Woodstock's been my home for more than 30 years. It's where my wife and I have raised our family, it's where I've opened my business, and where I've witnessed firsthand the incredible growth from a small rural town to an exciting destination city. That's been recognized for its attractions, its shopping, its restaurants, its business community, and its overall quality of life. And you know, that growth has been done the right way, without losing its sense of history, its community spirit, or its charm. So if you haven't guessed by now, I'm a fan. I love being a Woodstock resident. And because of that, I genuinely appreciate the opportunity that we're given here on Woodstock Proud to provide a forum where we can spend a few minutes to meet, to spotlight, and to celebrate those individuals, those businesses, those organizations that are making a difference in this community. So with this being the first installment of Woodstock Proud, I wanted to make sure that we started it off right, that we kicked it off on a high note, And to that end, my guest today is Stone Payton. Stone is the managing partner of the Business Radio X Network. And if you're a regular listener to Business Radio X, also a familiar voice in that he hosts a number of the shows across the network, including Cherokee Business Radio. Stone, welcome, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of the Business Radio X family. Well, thank you for having me, man. We are thrilled to have you as part of the Business Radio X family, and I just love me some Woodstock. (laughs) Well, we're sitting here in your newest studio here in Woodstock, just a couple of blocks from downtown. And as a new business and soon-to-be new resident of Woodstock, because you are moving here in a few weeks, right? Well, you could throw a rock. Well, with your arm, you could throw a rock. I played second (laughs) base, so I probably couldn't make it. But no, less than nine-tenths of a mile from where we're sitting right here is the front door of a home that I close in on in just a a few days. And uh, my wife, Holly, and I were so excited about becoming residents of uh, Woodstock I know Holly is going to be very invested in the whole uh, arts and community scene, and we're just as thrilled as we can be about it. Well, and in setting up the studio here and getting ready for the move, the last few months you've been spending a lot of time here. I see you at a lot of events. I see you (laughs) in a lot of places. Tell me about the experience so far. Well, I got to tell you, so six months plus, I guess, for Holly and I on the weekends, Woodstock has been our hobby. So we come, we have a cocktail, we have dinner, we walk the town, uh, and then, of course, we found what we feel like is the absolute perfect place for us to move to for this phase of, a, of our lives. But now, yes, what a marvelous reason to come to town. Honey, I got to go. I'm going to Woodstock. I got to do something in the studio. It's all, You can only do it in the studio. Can't do it from home. Got to go. And so I'll come here, knock out 45 minutes of, you can't see, uh, air quotes, work. <laughs> and then I'll walk to town. Right, and and go visit with, uh, well, I have gotten to know a few of the bartenders, uh, but I think I'm getting in better shape because I walked to town, and I might have a cocktail or a beer, and I walk back, and, but every chance I could possibly get, I am, I'm out of here, honey, I got to go to the studio. Got that long one-mile walk to work. <laughs> That's right. It's almost like working from home. <laughs> oh, I am so looking forward to it. Now, that does not preclude, just to be clear. And for anybody out there who's in the business or maybe has one in the garage, that does not preclude. We will acquire a golf cart. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the walking, but we're also, the Paytons are going to be in the market for a golf cart for anybody listening. Well, I know we're shaking things up a little bit today. I know it's uh, a little strange for you to be sitting in the guest chair when you normally sit in the host chair. But, uh, you know, I think the Business Radio X story is one that I find very interesting, but I think it's also very inspirational 
to anyone who is running or growing a business. So let's roll back the clock a little bit and talk about the beginnings of Business Radio X and how you initially got involved. Well, it's a fun story for me to tell. I don't know how fun it'll be to listen to, but a hundred plus years ago, uh, when I self-published a book, I was doing keynote speaking work and some consulting work. And uh, as many of you know out there, if, if you have published a book, you'll go on any radio show, any TV show, you'll talk to any journalist, high school paper, anyone that'll talk to you. Uh, and so I got a chance to go to and be on several of these media platforms but uh, I went on a show called Atlanta Business Radio, and that was the, the entire scope of, uh, of what is now the Business Radio X network. And there was a guy there by the name of Lee Cantor running Atlanta Business Radio. The, the, the young lady who actually conducted the, the bulk of the interview was a lady by the name of Amy Otto. And uh, it was just the experience was so different at Atlanta Business Radio uh, than it had been previously. I, I mean, candidly, at the at the risk of sounding maybe a little bit immodest, I think I got pretty good at those traditional radio interviews. I had a couple of jokes that you know started hitting, and I got the timing <laughs> down. I had my three points. I, maybe I could have should have run for office. Um, and then, but then you had to break for commercial. You had to break for traffic. I walk into this environment, and. Jim, we just had a conversation. We we talked about the work, the why behind the work, the challenges, the rewards, the upcoming plans. Um, we we just had a – it was not unlike, and, and we've all had these experiences, that dinner that – you know, the food was fine, and it might have even been a, you know, a five-star restaurant, but what was really great was the experience of just having that conversation. And it, it kind of felt like – we were having that conversation largely centered around my work in a restaurant, and the two or three tables nearby were leaning in and listening. And it was that vibe, uh, that just really fired me. So that's how I met Lee. Uh, could not figure out how the guy was making money. We, we didn't break for commercial like all the other stuff. So he explained to me how he, um, by that time, had helped probably, he probably had a half a dozen clients had helped them use the platform to help more people and make money, to help them build relationships, had me at go. Of course, I'm not a tough sell on anything from pie to uh, media. <laughs> anyway, I wrote him a check, became a, a client, and then uh, I wonder, you, you might be old enough. I don't know if our listeners are old enough. Do you remember that commercial where the, the, the guy, he said, the razor is so good I bought the company? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, well, the this thing was so good, I bought forty percent of the company. <laughs> so, <laughs> I bought myself a career. So that, that's how I got into it. So, and that was how long ago? Oh gosh. I, well, I had black hair and was six foot three at that time. <laughs> so, just uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm just as white. Uh, close to fifteen years, I'd say fourteen plus, probably. Okay. So, let's talk a little bit about those fifteen years since. You got involved, and as we sit here today, and you can correct me if these numbers are wrong, but uh, I looked at the website, and I think I counted 27 studios in 14 states. Is that about right? Uh, well, that's a very generous framing of where we are, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to be in every business community that will have us. We want to have a pro-business earned media platform for businesses, the people who are running them, the community, the associations that are supporting these ecosystems. We want them to have a place to share their story, promote their work. And we've got a, a, a very nice, lucrative, and, and we think very practical business model um, up under all that. So um, by our own uh, desires, we, we got a lot of work to do. Um, and, you know, yeah, we're kind of a 15-year-old overnight success story, well. I guess. Uh, but to be clear and transparent, as of this date, as of this conversation, we do not have physical studios in all of those markets. Uh, we have now, finally, boy, it took us a while to get it figured out. We now have uh, what, what turns out to be a very practical way to get to that point, to have a physical studio in a new market um, without... Um, Without it breaking the bank for me or Lee um, or Lee's wife or Stone's wife. Uh, so we're very excited about that. I think I think you'll see – I don't think it would be hyperbole – hyperbole. What is that word? I don't think it would be overstating it. To say, I think you're going to see more like geometric growth going forward. 
I think, you know, it's that it's, um, I'm told, you know, the first million comes really hard. Then the next couple, you know, not so much. And then the next five, I think it's the same as with these studios. I think the next 25 are going to come easier and faster. Well, it's incredible growth. I mean, regardless of how many physical facilities you have, I mean, to your credit, to Lee's credit, I mean, the way this has taken off and the, the visibility and the uh, real value you've brought to people, uh, it's to your credit. And, you know, when, when I talk to business owners that are in growth mode, one of the questions that kind of continually comes up is they always wonder, am I growing too quickly? Am I growing too slowly? Um, and there's kind of that seesaw they always find themselves on. Mm-hmm. How did how did you and Lee tackle that question? Well, we've been blessed in so many ways, one of which is Lee and I, while we have in some ways a very consistent mindset and we certainly have our value system is um is is wholly aligned. He and I do have a different worldview on a lot of things. Uh Lee is is the temper, <laughs> the not, not I don't mean the um the, the irate temper. I mean he is the he is the the governor, if you will, on my chaos, right? He's he if you were he's much more the uh the strategic thinker. He's much slower to blurt something out. Um he's a more patient man than I am. He can see things coming around the corner that I don't see. Um so he is he is a he is that steady um that that that's that's that steady the keel on the ste- on the sailboat and you know i'm the gust of wind <laughs> uh you know it's so every the whole world moves too slow for my liking i mean even my consulting work before getting into this was all about personal and organizational speed um so i think we complement each other really well it still has always felt and continues to to this day i to me we're scaling too slow and it's um to me there's too many these conversations like you and I are having I'm thrilled that three or four times twenty eight whatever that is a hundred of those will happen today across the network, but I think it ought to be a thousand right so I always feel uh, feel behind on it but but Lee's a good uh, he's a good rudder uh, for me in that regard so it feels slow and you know you got to sit back and 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 look look at this and be grateful. Um, for what has been accomplished and recognize that, you know, such a small part of this is because of Stone Peyton or even Lee Cantor for that matter. I mean, the people we've surrounded ourselves with. Well, I mean, that just shows what a strong partnership it is with the way you both operate complementing each other. I mean, that kind of gives you a whole if it was two people with your personality or two people with Lee's personality. Wouldn't be nearly as successful. No, one loudmouth redneck that thinks he has all the answers is plenty. <laughs> That's more than enough. <laughs> so let's talk about the the basic business premise. And I'm sure that has changed a little bit over the years as the network has grown and matured. But let's talk about kind of the underlying mission and premise of the business. So mission and purpose of our organization is to support and celebrate the great work that businesses and the people who run them are doing for the market, the profession, and their community. Uh, I did um, develop some of that language to articulate what we do. I had absolutely nothing to do with deciding that's what this organization was going to do. Lee Cantor was doing that when I found him. (laughs) Uh, But that's what we're out there doing every day. And I think even to this day, it is still very different apparently than the way most media companies are trying to help people and make money. And it doesn't make our model right and theirs wrong. Um, but I do, I do think our thing is a little more geared to hearts and minds. And I think theirs is a little more geared to eyes and ears and they have a model. They, you know, whoever they are, but a great many of people in that, in that mainstream version of this thing um, are trying to get a message out to a whole bunch of people Hope that it resonates, and maybe it's stronger than hope. Maybe they've, they've figured out some things. And then as a result, some of those people reach back out to, a, uh, to an advertiser. And I don't know, maybe even in professional services. Maybe they download the white paper or go to the webinar. Uh, our thing isn't that at all, uh, partially because we didn't think we could win that game. 
I'm not smart enough to go get a gazillion listeners and get them to reach out to you. Now it happens. We've been at it so long. We get, we get that happens. Um, our whole thing is geared toward genuinely serving people and building relationships. So the one thing that we knew we could control, and I knew it because I watched it happen inside that little room, because I wasn't the only guest on that show, by the way. I was one of three, and I've had long, lifelong friendships with the other two, and it happens all the time in this room. In this little 10 by 13 room, the relationships that get forged, the depth um, and breadth, and the, the, there's just a a level of authenticity that you see happen in this room. I don't know that you could be on the board of a charity for a year with these two people that you're sitting across the table from and build the same kind of relationship that you can in the space in this room in an hour. Um, and so our whole business model is built around using this platform to do something that's timeless. You know, for those of you who are people of faith, you, you know, this is in your book, for those of you that read other more spiritually oriented stuff from, from other parts of the world, it's going to be in most of your books. But, you know, it turns out that helping people get what they want, genuinely serving people and giving them a platform to communicate what they're trying to do to serve, turns out that's a very lucrative business model. <laughs> it probably always has been. Well, and the... It sounds like the focus is always on them. I mean, with a lot of media outlets, they're looking out for themselves. But for you guys, I mean, it is media as a service. And, I mean, the guests are the stars. And you really try to provide the right forum for them to really promote themselves and to promote their business. And, and that is our point of focus. Um, now, in my opinion, and I realize I'm biased, there are lots of reasons, and I think lots of really good reasons, to write us a check. But you can't write a check to be on the show. We are earned media. And you can't write a check to have access to the content. So those decisions, again, they were really already made before I got on board, but I certainly resonate with them and identify with them. Um, however, it turns out, Business people, particularly in the professional services arena, if we can help them, and we can, I do think we've proven that over the last 15 years, if we can help them craft a media property and facilitate conversations to build genuine relationships with people in their ecosystem who are important to them, they're happy to write us checks because we can deliver 2x, 5x, 10x return that I don't know. I'm not smart enough to do that on on the backside of a you know fifteen hundred dollar ad. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not smart enough to do it. Well, and I know in addition to that, there's been a real core value around involvement in the community too. Correct. It is correct. Some of that um, is because we're nice guys. We're nice people. Some of it is I've just learned over over the years, here again, if you really are out there genuinely serving and people begin to discover you really are who you say you are, um, it just comes back to you in ways you could never imagine and it's personally fulfilling. And I will share with you, uh, in, in getting this studio, you know, now I'm doing, and I promised Holly I would, I promised myself I would, I'm now doing in, in here in Cherokee. Uh, what I've been teaching other people how to do for 15 years. Of course, Lee and I have always run the flagship studio, the Atlanta Business Radio studio since those days. Uh, but here in Woodstock, I've made a point of trying to get out there and meet people in the community. And I am the antithesis of Joe Networker. One of the things I like about this business is to meet people. I don't really have to go do that. I just invite them to come on my show. I get, uh, but I've made a point of, I've made a point of, of throwing that net, uh, casting a wide net going well beyond only trying to build relationships with people who may one day write me a check. I'm I 90% of the people who are now coming through this studio and will in, in, in the coming weeks, months and years, they're not going to write me a check and they shouldn't. But, and it's important that we really are, that we are and that we're seen as, as genuinely living into this mission of ours of supporting and celebrating the businesses the community organizations, the professional associations, the economic development folks. Um, so in, in this studio, it's one of the reasons we have multiple uh, media properties, Jim. Uh, 
I, I want the dry cleaner in here. I want the benefits, you know, uh, the salesperson in here. I want the bank. I want everybody uh, in Cherokee County that's part of this uh, business and community landscape. I want them in here, and I want to give them a platform to share their story and promote their work. Well, as always, you're being extremely modest about uh, how you network. Uh, I've been to some of the events you've been at, and, uh, you know, in... Did they all involve alcohol? <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, and just, you know, I, I think that it's a, it's a relational business. You're mm. a relational guy, and I think people are drawn to that. And the visibility that you've already gotten in this community is amazing. Well, now that I can absolutely agree with. And I would like to think it is because I have chosen to uh, get out and get out, out of these four walls and go make some effort to meet people and all that stuff. And I, I do think that, you know, kudos to me for, for kind of um, getting, getting out and, and doing that. And I could have done all of that in a hundred other communities and not achieved, not built the relationships I've built here so quick. This community, holy cow. It's not, and I'm sure this probably is in the brochure for thousands of communities. But this community, I swear, everybody in this community wants me to succeed. I, I honestly believe that based on the conversations I've had. Um, the, the people that I have met, and I'm not just talking about the bartenders now. I'm talking about it. I've met plenty of the economic development folks, the people who are, uh, have other media platforms. You know, there are other people who do um, some version of what we're doing here. You've got people who print the magazines. You've got the, you've got the, the, the newspaper. Even other media platforms are like, Stone, how can we help? What can we do? To, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Well, and your job, I mean, the work you do gives you kind of a unique perspective. I mean, every day you're talking to people about their business. And when you look back, I mean, on all those conversations you've had over the years and the business leaders you've met, the business leaders who have promoted their businesses on Business Radio X, just in, in a few words, what have you learned from them? What are the kind of common traits you saw among those successful business leaders? All right, so I'm going to answer that question. But um, since it is my studio, can I have a few? Can I share more than a few words on what I've seen over the years? Because yeah. I've got a couple. Really Absolutely. Cool two of my favorite. Two of my favorite shows where I was just the producer. In our model, a lot of our clients are actually the host of a show, and we reverse engineer the show and help them use that as a platform to meet hard to reach people and build thought leadership and craft these and, and, and um, develop these relationships. Um, so, so that means sometimes the hat I'm wearing is just, I'm just producer guy. I'm out of it. <clears throat> Two of my favorite shows. <clears throat> One was the, the, uh, the client host and the guest, it, it uh, bubbled up during the course of the conversation. They were both had been mascots for their colleges now, really? We're in a, you know, that's got to be a small group anyway. <laughs> like one of them was the mascot for Auburn at one time, and one of them was the mascot for the Colorado somethings, the Bulls or what. Or, and there was, there was a point of connection in that room. It was like, I mean, you, you could just like see sparks fly. It was just, it was so magical, that connection that they had. And of course, they were already respecting each other, appreciating each other, genuinely enjoying learning about each other's business. That happens in here every day. That was, uh, uh, that that was so much fun to, to watch that happen. So another one was, uh, we haven't done it here yet, but we're going to figure out a way. We just got to find the right sponsor for whom it makes sense, and they want to be connected to this effort. But we want to have a, a show that, that, that profiles a lot of the restaurants and the bars and the, the whole entertainment local scene, you know, whether it's, you know, Cherokees, I don't know what we'll call it. Um, and I don't know who the right sponsor for that is yet, but we have some examples of that in other parts of the system. Out of Atlanta Business Radio, uh, we have a series like that. <laughs> and there was this guy, and I think his last name is Rathbun, Rathburn. This guy's been on, like, the, the TV with the mm -hmm. stuff, all right? <laughs> so this guy's been on a Business Radio show probably half a dozen times, but he comes in for this special. I think we might have been promoting Taste of Atlanta. And so, so this guy comes into the show, and, you know, this guy's accomplished so much in that world. 
wonderful person, just as humble as you might can imagine, not pretentious, you know, just give you the shirt off his back, just a sweet guy, right, and very knowledgeable and, and wants to help. Uh, and a lot of people in the restaurant community, are, are uh, turns out, are very collaborative, uh, which was interesting to me. Uh, across the table from him is this guy, probably mid-20s. He, had, he and his mother, I think, had just put everything on the line to open up a um, uh, pizza parlor. So they're opening up. And so he is just, you know, this guy is rolling the dice. And I don't know what it was that Rathbone said. It was on the air. I'll have to go back and find it. I don't know what it was that he said, but it was some challenge or something he hadn't quite got figured out. And so the pizza guy doesn't know who he is yet. Because the pizza, the the uh, he doesn't he doesn't realize who this guy is, you know. One of the best known chefs in Atlanta, <laughs> right? Exactly, country, if, if not the country, the world. And so, but the pizza guy is trying to help him, you know. And so he's and so he he is really working hard to help the guy. And of course, Rathbun, he's being so he, he the guy's being so gracious about it and all that. And then, but the two of the, and then of course when when the timing was appropriate and in a very gracious way. That gentleman, the, the the more established chef, you know, you know. Look, if there's anything I can do to help you, you ought to come. They, he was really giving this guy a hand up, but it was um, <clears throat> it was just so much fun to to watch that relationship develop. And that kid at, probably does know now, but he had no idea at the time, you know, who was reaching out to really help him. <laughs> So that's that, amazing. So, but it is related to your question. I'll get, all right. So I'll, anyway, those are, I've, and I've got a thousand of those. But the, can you imagine sitting here in this chair and getting a chance to, if not actively participate in those conversations, sit right here and witness them all day long? Oh, it's, it's like going to a mini workshop oh, every day, you oh, know? It is so much fun. It is so rewarding. When people come in the studio, they're, they're, we're in their wheelhouse. We're talking about what they live and breathe every day. Um, they have so much respect for each other because, you know, th- those of us especially, and we do in- we interview some large business execs, but mostly it's small, mid-sized uh, businesses in here. They have so much respect for each other. They learn from each other. And you get to, you, there's so many marvelous backstories and that kind of thing. But what I wanted to get, get back to uh, for you, since you <laughs> did ask the question, you were kind enough to uh, let me meander a little bit. Some, some um, patterns, some consistencies. People who participate in this with this platform, um, people who are guests, certainly people who write checks to to try to use the platform to help other people, uh, they're 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 far less, if at all, transactional. They are very relationship oriented. They have a serve first mentality. Um, and I mean, across for every one of our clients, anyone who, who is working with us in that regard, anyone who's running a, uh, a studio or is working with us as a client sponsor or host, these are relationship oriented people. They're serve first type of, um, people, they're life learners. And, um, some of these are very accomplished people, um, very accomplished people. And you'd never, you'll never hear it from them, right? They're just... Um, it's, it's amazing how, um, humble and how learn it. I get, I'm consistently amazed at, you know, again, it happens all the time. I can have, I can have, you know, a lady sitting in the chair you're in net worth, you know, 25 million plus. And I can have, you know, a kid who's got this startup and he's still working his way through school over at Georgia state or Kennesaw. We have, we work with both of those universities. Um, and that per that twenty five million plus, she's going to learn something from the, from this guy. That that's how she got to, that's how she got where she is, right? Uh, so those are some those are some traits of the people that that I that come into my world every day, Jim. Every day. That is amazing, and it you know it, it's obvious how much you enjoy it and how much you respect it. Now I know you have a, a background in sales and marketing, so let's talk about how exposure on Business Radio X, really integrates into a company's marketing plan, really kind of dovetails with some other marketing avenues that they may be taking right now? So it's a great question, and I don't know that I have uh, an equally great answer, but I'll tell you what I think I know <laughs> on this front because I am um, I am from the training and consulting world. I've done some design and delivery work, and I think I mentioned earlier in the program, I self-authored, uh, self-published a book, and 
and did some keynote work, and, and, and that was a lot of fun. I will share with you, my hat is absolutely off to the person who can use marketing strategies and tactics and creative and design programs and to reach Joe Smith, father, husband, brother, and get that guy interested in buying my lawnmower <laughs> or my golf cart or, or, or my diapers or my soda. I, to me, that is, that is nothing short of magic. I, I, I cannot do that. I cannot create a, a radio program that'll do it. I can't create a billboard campaign. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know how you, I, I just, it, so I just marvel at people that can do, what would you call that? Like the consumer, the, the consumer market. Now, what I can do, and, and so much of this is a product of the systems we develop. Again, it's not because Stone's any genius. If, um, if, if, what did I call the guy Bob Smith? What did I, what did I use for a name? Is it, anyway, if his name is Bob Smith, if Bob Smith owns a lumber yard or he's a CPA, or an, if this, Bob Smith is a business person who needs and wants to either contribute back to his profession, uh, promote his work, or has a cause that is important to him, I can put you in relationship with Bob Smith, one-on-one, you know, two-on-one. So in that, the reason I'm sharing that is this platform, at least the way that we utilize it here at Business Radio X, is not, probably not, almost certainly not, the best way to get a whole bunch of gazillion people to hear your message about how good of an accountant you are or to hopefully download your white paper um, or to, it's not a, it's not a broad, it's not a, it's not a mass medium kind of, kind of thing. Now, maybe it is, and just Lee and I aren't smart enough to use it that way, but, but our business model for us, it's not, it's not that for us, it's a, it's hyper local and local doesn't have to mean geo. It could be a vertical. Um, like a lot of our shows are very niche. We do a lot of work in the healthcare arena, the fintech arena, uh, supply chain, like these these kind of. Uh, but I'm going to use the word local to describe mean that mm-hmm. as, as well. But if if um, so, for us as a marketing vehicle, if if what well, let me back up. If what marketing means to you is building relationships with the people in your ecosystem, if that's what marketing means to you. Um, and probably the nichier, the better, or the quicker we can do it, then having a platform like this, to me, is the absolute, you know, it's Charlie's golden ticket. I've never run across anything that will put you in relationship. Now, here's the irony. Um, and I'm, I'm the guy, I think I mentioned this earlier in the conversation, I'm a little... I'm a little more sunny than uh, than uh, Michael <laughs> Corleone in some cases. It's sometimes, particularly if I'm talking with like like with large organizations, um, you know, and they start asking about the, the more traditional media questions, reach and listenership and uh, demographics and all that. Lee is better and more patient at helping them kind of self discover. Those aren't really the right questions if you're trying to sell professional services. I'm a lot quicker to say, don't know, don't care, doesn't matter, wrong question. <laughs> uh, and so so we don't really, our business model is not very, um, it's not dependent at all, and our selling process is not very geared toward listenership. And that kind of, Now, here's the irony. Jim, we got more listeners than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, but I just, I couldn't sleep at night if I sold you on the fact that, that, that 10,000, our clients don't need 10,000 more listeners. They need 10 more genuine relationships, 10 more people who will take their call, um, 10 more people who will listen to them, um, have a conversation with them about their products and services with an open mind, 10 more people who will, even if it's not the right time to invest in your services, man, I'm still, I'm going to try to help you any way I can. That is what if that would move the noodle in your needle in your business, and that would move the needle in most people's business in this county and most others, then you might want to explore working with us. So that's a, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but that's no, that's how we would try to approach it, approach the whole marketing and 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 truly leveraging this platform to help people and, and uh, make money. 
Well, and let me add one thing as a listener and see if you agree. With all respect to my friends who are web designers and social media consultants and bloggers and all the rest, there is something about hearing somebody talk about their business that is so authentic. I mean, all those other, if you're going to write web content, if you're going to write a newsletter, if you're going to put out a Facebook post, those are all edited. Those are all drafted. Those are all scripted. I mean, this is... Can y'all tell this isn't? <laughs> well, <laughs> At least not today. <laughs> it's, it, it's very authentic. It's very genuine. And I think, you know, one of the, the taglines I saw in some of the literature was uh, amplifying the voice of business. And that voice of business, hearing the passion somebody has for what they do, hearing their commitment to their customers, hearing their excitement about the success and the challenges they're overcoming... I just don't think it transfers as well to the written word as it does in conversation. Do you agree? I, I do agree, particularly for me. Now, I know different people might um, be drawn to different uh, media, and some may like t the text as well. Some may, may enjoy reading the transcript along with listening. I know some folks may be more like that. I, you got, all right, you're going to have to filter this, <laughs> what I'm about to say. Uh, because uh, it's hard to have an objective conversation with me about Business Radio X and about this platform. <clears throat> um, I, I have a tendency to think Business Radio X is going to solve world peace. And uh, the next book I write, I'm going to talk it. And then I'm going to transcribe it, and then I'm going to have somebody clean it up. If you told me for, uh, for Work Thrive that you were getting ready to do a, um, uh, a white paper on the impact of COVID on the, on the, on the various uh, – generations, because we have multiple generations working in companies right now, um, I would suggest to you, you know what, give me some prompts, give me some talking points, come on in the studio, let me ask you about it, let's have you talk with Jim with, I don't know what, 50 plus experience, years of experience, I'm a, have you come from the heart with that, then if you want to clean it up a little bit from there, my advice, to me, this is a marvelous way to capture information to your point in an authentic fashion, then we can, we can repurpose it and, and find different ways to polish it and use it in different environments. But, but yeah, as for me, I'd rather, I am particularly drawn just to the spoken word. The other thing too, is I like sometimes to be doing something else. Like I might, I'm not a golfer, but I can imagine someone hitting a bucket of balls and listening to this conversation. Um, you know, for me, it'd be walking down to truck and tap and getting ready to visit with Balti, <laughs> but, but I, I still would enjoy listening to the conversation on the walk down. Right. No. And, and I think that's the, the magic of what happens here. Yeah. So if, um, you have a number of different ways that a business can get involved with business radio X and let's walk through some of those levels that if a business wants to take advantage of this platform, if they want to get involved, a lot of different ways they can do it. Oh, yeah, there really are. And in some respects, it's the wild, wild west. Um, and the, one of the reasons for that is Lee and I decided very early on, we went down the kind of the franchising path. And we at least, I'm not saying never say never, but for the near future, we're not franchising. So uh, we have operations in, in Phoenix and Tucson, and we have five here in Metro Atlanta, and we have developing markets all the way through Ohio. We've got something in Michigan. Um, it looks like we're going to have North and South Carolina. So, but it's not a formal franchise. There are very few rules in our, um, in our environment. Uh, you can't ever charge guests to pay is, is, is one of them. It has to be business oriented. We don't do politics, sports, religion, but we'll, unless it's related to business in some way, we'll do the business of politics, sports, or religion. Mm -hmm. Um, so very few rules in, in, in our, in our system. And as a result, we don't dictate fee structure. We don't dictate how people in, in at Phoenix Business Radio, we don't dictate how Karen and her team um, craft a sponsorship or, or, or craft a deal. So there are going to be some distinct differences in what you might run into if you're in Phoenix and you're speaking with Karen about um, some, some of these opportunities or if you're talking with me or Lee or someone in another market. Now, that being said, um, the the bread and butter, the the core... Uh, deliverable for us is a – and it's almost always professional services. There are a few exceptions. The professional services firm who wants to um, 
take advantage of this. It's almost like a halo effect. If you, if part of your agenda is you just want to, and you want to be known as an organization, for example, who just supports Cherokee County, the business community, the, 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 the nonprofit community, if you want to be seen that way, then an opportunity here in my little shop is you could um, you could sponsor the the chair you could sponsor the whole studio if you wanted to, but more likely, especially early in the relationship, you might sponsor a series um, within our portfolio. You might sponsor one of the individual shows like Good Morning Cherokee or Woodstock Proud um, or even Workplace Wisdom, which is a national show we have coming out. Or you might choose to sponsor um, the the house show, work, um, <clears throat> Cherokee Business Radio. And even that, when I say sponsor, in most cases, our sponsorship is a much more active thing. So when we design a sponsorship, what we do is we design relationship-building moments in that sponsorship. So sponsoring uh, Cherokee Business Radio might it might mean that you're actively involved in inviting people on the show. So you might invite your best clients, your most coveted prospects, your most trusted market partners. You may or may not want to participate some or all the time in the episodes themselves. Uh, when we go on site, <clears throat> like I don't, we haven't got it worked out yet, but uh, we're going to do it on site. We're going to do radio day down here with my buddies, uh, Leticia and, and Harry, down at Alma Coffee. Uh, once we get all moved in over here, um, you know, it would be, this is a good opportunity. If you were a sponsor, when we went out there, you could, you could kind of come along for the ride, right? So if ABC company could be out there, um, you, so you could sponsor the series, you could sponsor, uh, the, the studio and you would come along for the ride on everything. Uh, speaking of on-site events, I think there's going to be more of these coming. I think we're starting to listen up, uh, a major, uh, opportunity to serve and candidly a major revenue stream for folks in the business radio X business, uh, conferences and trade shows. Mm-hmm. You know, next time you go to a trade show, maybe you don't want to hire the pretty girl to hand out the Frisbees. Maybe you'd rather have radio in your booth. Maybe you want business radio X in the booth. Maybe you want Cherokee business radio in the booth, or maybe you want some show that we have worked together to craft, or maybe in all of those scenarios, you don't want a whole show but maybe you want a, a, a 10 episode series on Woodstock Proud or, you know, so those are some of the, all of the sponsorships are geared toward helping you build relationships and um, achieve that, uh, that, um, that reputation. And it will be earned and well-deserved of being someone who is genuinely invested in the, in the business community. That's what we would do. Well, and obviously over the years, you've seen the benefits that businesses have enjoyed from those kinds of involvements. I mean, you mentioned before, 5X, 6X kind of returns on those investments. Oh, yeah, there's no comparison in, in, in the returns. Um, but there's just, I mean, I don't think there is. But, yeah, it, we consistently, for me personally, I don't want to write a piece of business and 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 have a client relationship that's not going to deliver at least two x, and I'm really shooting for five x, and ten x is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the those are some of the the benchmarks that we that, you know that that we would look for. So if a business is interested, anywhere from being a guest to sponsoring an existing show to sponsoring their own show to studio sponsorship, how can they best get in touch with you? Uh, So the best thing for them to do really is to reach out and have a conversation with me over the phone. And the reason being, um, even if they walked in this room right now with a check, I wouldn't take it. Until they've been a guest, I hate to say it, they don't get it. It, People just, their, their frame of reference for what radio is is almost always 180 degrees out. From, and even if they get that part, they don't necessarily get how we would craft a show to help them actually help people and make money. Um, so the answer to your question is, I'll give you my, my direct line uh, and, and text and email and all that stuff. But what they want to do is set up a phone call or an in-person visit. They're welcome to come on down um, and we'll sit here and visit or we'll walk down to Lauren's place and have a piece of pie or we'll go see Balti at Truck and Tap. Uh, or Josh and Grant over at Re- I really have met all the bartenders, <laughs> all the bars, <laughs> I- including the pie bar and the shirt bar. Have you been to the shirt bar? I have. Uh, little uh, uh, Over there at uh, uh, Little River uh, Outdoors, right? 
oh my God, Brian over there, that's my new tailor. I never thought, I never thought I'd tell somebody, I'd like to introduce you to my tailor. Uh, but anyway, I, I know all the bartenders, including pie bar and shirt bar. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, direct line and text 770-335-2050. Um, and I'm pretty good about answering a text. You know, if I'm not on air in the middle of a meeting or something, email stone, S-T-O-N-E, at businessradiox.com. If you, um, if you want to set up a, um, a brief phone conversation, if you, if you want to call either one of those or email me, and you want to come by, we'll just set up some time to visit. Um, if you want to set up, if you want to go ahead and specifically book a phone conversation and talk some of this through, uh, then it's uh, what I did. I went out and got me one of those short URLs that points mm-hmm. to a big long one, uh, bookstonephone.com. Well, and I guess one other thing we should mention is that if somebody comes on as a guest, a recording of that conversation, they get a copy of it. They can use it on their website, they can use it on their social media, correct? Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. So what will happen um, if, if we talk and we get you booked on a show, you'll come on the show. I think you'll have a marvelous experience. 15 years running now, I can't remember anyone not having a marvelous experience. And people leave here wagging their tail with lifelong friendships. And a lot of deals get done in this room, and a lot of deals get done not too far after. Um, so you're going to have a great time. We're a very efficient machine. We have a, <laughs> I'm sure we've made a lot of mistakes in the last 15 years, but we have built out this machine. We'll get that, we'll get that interview turnaround in 24 or 48 hours. Uh, when we do, we will publish it on our network, our site. Uh, we recommend that you set up a call with Stone, that same URL, bookstonephone.com, so that I can share with you some best practices, some pro tips for fully leveraging the fact that you were on the show. Uh, but whether you choose to do that or not, uh, my counsel to you is, at, on the first wave, if you will, of, of sharing this information, draw, uh, send people to where it's published on our website. And my, my rationale for that is, uh, especially now where this is so prolific, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of experts have popped up lately in this arena. Uh, it, it makes it very easily clear, quickly clear, you know, this is not my nephew's podcast. This is a business radio X network. Send them there. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've got at this point a 29 market, uh, large mafia that'll come right behind that and, and, and reshare it. I, but then, yeah, you have our express permission to repurpose that material, Jim, uh, in any way you see fit to, to educate your market and promote your work. And I would encourage you to do exactly that. Um, you know, you might want to get it transcribed. You'd probably, you might want to chop it up. If you were part of a house show where we had multiple guests, you might want to carve out just your segment. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Cause it happens all the time. You may go back and listen to your interview and find a half a dozen of these like little 30, 60 second clips that are fantastic foundation for an audio white paper. Uh, you know, a, a, a blog article, um, uh, an audio frequently asked questions or just a teaser on one of the social media platforms that you're going to use to draw them back to your site or somewhere else. So um, we genuinely believe and have learned over the years when, when we make the content that accessible and, and everybody shares, we we feel like everybody wins. So I, again, I don't know, I'm biased, but I don't, I can't think of one reason not to come in and be a guest on the show and talk about your work. they there may be one, but I can't think of one. Well, we mentioned earlier how in this platform, passion comes across and excitement comes across and commitment comes across. And you have definitely done that today. Your excitement, your passion for serving others through this platform is evident. And I know you have a lot of future plans, both for the network as well as for the Woodstock studio. Um, we have Cherokee Business Radio, which is a show you're currently doing. You have Workplace Wisdom, which is coming soon. Yeah. And uh, talk for a minute about kind of what the uh, the main focus of that will be. So Workplace Wisdom is a national show. Uh, of course, there's plenty of opportunity to invite people right here in Cherokee County, and we certainly will. We will stretch beyond that, but we want to talk to people and organizations, large and small, about um, – anything that has to do with the people side of running a company. 
which, as it turns out, and you know from your work, Jim, has as much to do, if not more so, than the spreadsheets in terms of sustained success. So we want to talk about change management. We want to talk about culture. We want to talk about diversity. We want to talk about recruitment and selection. We want to talk about um, how you're the, the, the environment that you are creating, the legacy that you're, that you're living, and uh, we want to make that available. That's going to be a national um, show, but we'll, I mean, probably makes all the sense in the world to start with people who are in leadership positions and possibly even people who, who wear those specific hats and fulfill those specific roles and you would know these functions and titles better than me, Jim, but your organizational development folks, your change management folks, uh, the, um, anybody in, in that is responsible for generating results with and through other people, and particularly anyone who is responsible for managing this side of things, uh, we want to get them on the air and we want them to, to share their story because we think, we think that people in that community, we've and this isn't complete conjecture. I've, I've seen this a little bit since I came from that world. We think they want to help each other anyway. Uh, and we just, we want to give them a medium to do that. No. And that's, you know, I, I think that's so important. I mean, anybody in that thought leadership kind of space, um, you know, when I first started as a management coach and consultant, one of the best pieces of advice anybody gave me was they said, nobody's going to let you into their business until you let them into your head. They got to uh, know how you think. Yeah. And I think this is a great forum to really let those people show how they think. Well, you're going to help me, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, somebody's got to know what question. I'm going to have three. Look, in some ways, I think I'm not a bad interviewer because there's just so much I don't know. You know, the, the questions come pretty easy. But at some point, we're going to have to ask some intelligent questions on that show. So either help me host it or type up some questions <laughs> for me. <will> you? <laughs> Thank you so much for helping me to launch Woodstock Proud. We could talk for hours, and I, I couldn't have enjoyed it more. Thanks for your insights. Thanks for the exciting Business Radio X story. We're wishing you all the best here in Woodstock, both as for your business as well as for your family. And uh, just thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. Let's go get a piece of pie. <laughs> and for those of you... Listening in, we thank you for joining us here on Woodstock Proud. Until next time, this is Jim Bulger saying take care, stay safe, and we'll talk with you again real soon.